Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful listeners and the Self-Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self-Care Club. Wellness, road tested, the epilogue show. Hi and welcome to Friday's Epilogue Show where we are taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of face rollers. The Skiller Rose Jade Roller comes in a silk lined box for storage and safekeeping and includes um, an instruction card with hips, with hits, with With hints, (laughs) with not hitting but hints. Sorry, dog. That's all right. That's recording from home, isn't it? Oh no! Don't wallop him. Barker, I'm trying to record a podcast. <laughs> like Barker knows that. He has no respect. There's no respect that dog. How are you getting on with it? Are you still doing it, Lauren? No. Oh, how disappointing. Why not? I just. I wasn't reaping enough immediate benefits. I didn't get enough like <laughs> gratification quick enough. Do you know, I'm, so learning. I just I'm actually stopped. learning this about you. I know that I am deemed the impulsive one in the partnership, but actually you are also quite impatient. Should we discuss the conversation we had yesterday about the water? <laughs> Is this when it ended with you saying, I think you're expecting a lot from two glasses of water, Lauren? that conversation. Explain. You've upped your water intake, which I was very happy to hear. Yeah. And then yes, you, I have. And then you said you drank four whole glasses of water yesterday. Yes. And the day I said before. My guts, I, I said my guts felt like they were swimming. But you were also expecting to have glowy skin, to sleep better, to have a mood stabilizer. What else were you expecting? Oh, like wonderful digestion and and feeling perky throughout the day. Oh, you yeah. were like, I think I think I think you're expecting a lot from two glasses of water. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're back here with the face rollers. Let's just call that perhaps a cycle of yours that you expect a lot immediately. Yes. Like if I went to the gym once, I'd expect to look like Cindy Crawford the next morning. Could you like come that. up with some more updated <laughs> references, please? <laughs> But the young women to think that of listen a, to us, just I'm some... trying to think of an older woman with a fabulous body. I, I was actually using that reference on purpose. No, I know it was on purpose, but a lot of people won't remember Cindy Crawford in her heyday being the biggest super. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You will go to the gym, and you will not look like Cindy Crawford the next day. Just let's then get I'm that not, out there. Then I'm not going. Right. Are you still using the face roller? <laughs> yes, I am Let's still. Let's get back to the matter in hand. <laughs> I am still using the face roller because I understand that these things take time. And whilst I may have a very impatient nature, I am gleefully delighted that you are more impatient in different areas to me. And that makes me very happy. That's nothing to do with face rollers. Just wanted to tell you that. Yes, I'm using it. Yes, I love it. Yes, it's lovely and cold and I just find it a very lovely thing to do on my skin. I haven't been using it every day, but I've used it most days. Okay. Are you seeing like any changes or improvements? Um, 
I think I saw them quite immediately and then I haven't seen them since. I love Danielle's serum. I love it. Now, she has not paid me to say that. This is honestly off my own back, a recommendation that I think that is a beautiful serum. It makes my skin glow. It glides on very nicely. It doesn't irritate my skin and I'm very sensitive. I just think it's lovely. So I don't know if it's the serum that I love or the rolling. Maybe it's both. And how how long do you think you'd need to use a roller for before you'd start to see sort of positive change? Any positive change? Well, you should change? see some benefit straight away. So as soon as you use it, you should notice you've improved the circulation in your skin. There was a really great study done um, in Japan. I think it was in 2018. It's by a Japanese university. And they um, studied the skin using really high-tech skin machines um, before and after using the rollers. And I think they actually used the jade rollers. And they showed that there was a 25% increase in blood wow. circulation in the skin after after using the rollers wow. and they what they were really surprised about is how long this lasted it wasn't just a short term you know minute or two they still noticed this hours after so you should notice some difference That's straight incredible. away but like with anything do it regularly every day if you can if not a couple of times a week you know it's the same with what i say with face yoga you know it's keeping up regularly it's the same with yoga meditation anything like that results come when we're doing it on a regular basis and just bring it into your routine and use it as a lovely pampering treat i love that okay well, we've got a bit of a bit more research and studies, a bit of science into is there um, science? these rollers. There's science, is there? There is a little, well, a little bit. I, I'm not sure I would call this hard science. I'd call it like soft science. Ooh, what's hard so science? So we actually, yeah. What is hard, hard science? Hard science is like facts, data, studies, percentages. Right. Research. Right. So and This and is more sort of studies. anecdotal. Okay. Soft studies is like is like this. So it's not going to do anything for deep wrinkles. So although the rollers are hailed as an anti-aging tool, they're only going to work for fine lines and they can sort of be filled out by this temporary increase in, in blood flow. But rolling over your face is not going to have any effect on the deep set wrinkles. Um, that well, sort of science. And also, obvious, to put it, it another way... That is pretty obvious. Yeah... Yeah, like also it's not going to do anything permanent. The effects aren't permanent. So if you stop using it, then your puffy eyes that were puffy are going to go back to being puffy. Um, okay. That sort of thing. Okay. But that, but that's the same with anything. That's like saying, oh, I'm taking a supplement um, and I'm going to stop taking it and still expect to see the results. I think that's fair yeah. to say that is across yeah, the board. I, I agree. I agree. And also just something to kind of reiterate that – I know we said very clearly that you should only ever use it on clean, washed skin or just after you've applied, you know, washed your face and then put on skincare products. But just as it can sort of help push all those good serums and stuff into your skin, if you don't clean the roller or you roll it on a dirty face, it's going to push dirt into your face and makeup into your face. Yeah. So that's just something to be aware of. I saw on Goop, on their Instagram, their CFO always apparently has her face roller and her lip balm close to hand. She says she is never without it. Just wanted to bring that here because we are so on trend. Because if Goop mm. are doing it, then we are on it. Mm, interesting. Yeah, interesting. I gave myself a little pat on the back for that one. Yeah, good. Well done. Well done. Shall we get on to what the listeners had to say? Oh, yes, please. 
So I asked on Instagram, have you tried face rolling? Um, options were, I love mine or mm -hmm. what are they? Yeah. Want to hazard a guess as to what came up? I, I'm not sure that a lot of women know what they are. And also I wonder if they think they're a different name. So I'm going to go with something like 40% do it, 60% don't know what it is, don't do it. Something like that. You're really annoying with this. It's 46% said that they love theirs and 54% said, what are they? Yeah, that sounds right. That's about right. Yeah, well, I, it was higher than I thought. And I was, but then I, I keep thinking that. And then, and then I also asked, oh, what do you do for your skin? And we had so many answers of what, I mean, so much response. It was incredible of what women do for their skin. And they really, our listeners really take the time and invest in their skin. And I was really shocked because you and I do bugger all for our skin, don't we? I mean, literally slap on whatever's in front of me. Um, but I don't know why I keep getting surprised because our listeners take their time and invest in their self-care because that's why they listen to us. Good for them. Yeah. What about some emails? Oh, I had a lovely email in from Hebe. She said... OMG, Lauren and Nicole, I must be your biggest fan. And I love getting my friends into your podcast. They always love them. And recently, the girls <laughs> at my new workplace have started listening. And we've started a book and a self-care club. Ah. And we've discussed the sorry episode for ages. One thing we can't get our heads around is sorry for your loss or I feel so sorry for you. Like if someone you care about is going through something tough, we've been talking about it all day and we really want to know what you think. Hmm, what do you think about that? It's really funny that she's asked this question because I said to my friend the other day, oh, I'm really sorry you're having a rough day. And she had just listened to the show and she said, you just apologized. Why are you apologizing? You haven't done anything wrong. And I said, well, I am sorry you've had a, okay. And then we had a whole discussion about what I could say in return. I guess you could just say, I'm here for you. Let me know if you need anything. But to suggest that sorry is having done something wrong and then taking responsibility, then no, you don't need to say sorry. Mm. What are your thoughts on it? I totally understand that you could feel, you could say something like, that must be so difficult for you. I really understand how sad you must be feeling, which is a lot, it just sounds a lot clunkier, doesn't it? Than saying, I'm really sorry to hear that. And the thing is, are you apologizing or are you just empathizing in the same way that when we did the show, I said to you, I use sorry as a synonym for excuse me. Yes. But is this the same as I'm using sorry as a synonym for I'm empathizing with you? I don't think it's incorrect. I don't think it's incorrect at all. And I think you're not really apologizing for your behavior. You're just, yeah, you're just trying to empathize. But yeah. perhaps there yeah. is a better word than sorry. Or perhaps it yeah. doesn't matter. I think it's a, maybe it's a little lazy and maybe you could find some other things to say that were more comforting or would help that person better than telling them how you feel about it. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Well, yes. it's not really about you. Yes. It's about my feelings, not how sorry you feel about yes. it. So may maybe it's just maybe something it's just to think about, on. Yeah. Man is stepping into support. Yeah. And nurture. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for that question. Yeah. That was a great question. Ella asked, I wonder what you think about journaling being part of self-care. On my podcast, my guest coming up is a journal coach and she feels like it's the highest form of self-care. 
Obviously, it depends on the correct approach to journaling. Just wondering what you guys think. Oh, oh we're not mad fans of the journaling, <laughs> are we? <laughs> this is oh, Ella, you've asked the wrong people. <laughs> You know what? I think I'm a bit lazy for journaling. I think that's my problem with it. It just takes so much effort. And whilst I am a very driven person in certain areas, there are certain things where I just cannot be asked to do. And journaling seems to be one of them. It's not. For, it's just not for me. That's re- It's not for me. Beginning and end of. I don't want to write down my thoughts and feelings. I did it when I was seven till I was seventeen, and after that I stopped. And I feel absolutely no need to ever go back to that. I will say a lot of my clients do journaling, and it is. Um, I would suggest that for my clients. That is something I completely recommend. If it's part of your process, if writing something down releases things and gives you clarity, then I think it's a brilliant exercise. It's just not my approach. Mine neither. I'd rather, much rather have a conversation about it with somebody else than just put it down. So thanks for your questions. Keep them coming in. That's our face rolling. We can full... um, you can get hold of us and email us hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or you can find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. Now, on to our new section of self-care gone wrong. So, Nicole, what have you got for us this week in the self-care gone wrong section? I did have a hairdressing one, which I can bring to another show, but something happened yesterday, which I just have to bring here. It's not massively self-care gone wrong, but it is complete hashtag mum fail to the highest degree. And it has tickled me and tickled me. So um, I go for an early morning run on Monday. It's now Tuesday. Yes. And I'm on my run and I get a phone call from my daughter who is hysterically crying. It's quarter to eight. Now they are supposed to leave the house at quarter to eight. I'm like, what's the matter? She's like, where's all my uniform? And I said, well, what do you mean? Isn't it in your cupboard? No, there's no uniform. I said, oh my God, I obviously haven't washed it. Pull it out the dirty bin, stick some Febreze on it, stick it in the tumble dryer for five minutes and it'll be absolutely fine. So she's crying. He's like, I don't want to go to school with dirty clothes. Anyway, so then my husband then calls me back and he's like, no, I don't think you seem to understand. I've put all the washing on and it, all of her uniform is now in the washing machine. <gasps> it's soaking so, wet. Soaking wet. <laughs> going round and it's quarter to eight and they have to leave. I'm like, I'm coming home. <laughs> I literally oh. race back home. She's in floods of tears. My husband doesn't know what to do. I was like, just take Lily Rose, my little one, just take her to school. And I'm phoning around my friends that live near me to see if they could borrow any uniform. No one answers the bloody phone. And I'm looking at Daisy and she's looking at me and I'm like, I, d- I don't know what to do. We're actually just going to have to wait until the washing machine is finished and it's tumble dried. No. <laughs> what else would you do? No. She can't go to school naked. What else would she do? But don't you, don't, don't you have more than one set of uniform? We, we have two sets and it was both in the wash. Now here's, here's where I completely uh. failed is because the night before Adam folded, this is so domestic, but Adam folded up all the washing and normally I fold up all the washing and it was the first time he's ever done it. I would have clocked that there was no uniform, you see, but he's not going to know that because that's not his yes. department in the household. She didn't get to school till yes. just after half past yes. nine. I mean, I was emailing the I would have sent her who, in in a gym kit. No, she was, she was hysterical. She was totally hysterical. 
I mean, is that a mum fail or is that a mum fail? I think that's a mega mum fail. <laughs> I have like every child has, every child has, I'm not joking, six shirts, six pairs of trousers, obviously only one blazer, three ties. So this just like, it cannot happen because there is so much uniform. There's always uniform, except of course, they only like one pair of trousers, the rest they don't want to wear, but whatevs. It's a nightmare. My best friend lives two minutes down the road to me and our kids go to the same school. God forbid she picks up her phone. She would have sorted out the whole thing, but she didn't. Anyway, one of my greatest fears I never realized I faced yesterday and it was actually fine. And then I had to email in the school to say that she was going to be late. And I was thought, oh, I'll just say she's got period pains. I didn't. I completely fessed up and I said, I've done a complete mum fail. She's got no uniform. She'll be in at 9.30. So there you go. That, that is a good mum fail, proper <laughs> mum fail. Yes, well done. Thanks. So I also had a real self-care fail this week. I can't believe we've both managed to fail this week, but mine was, I would say I was sort of a victim of my own success. That's the headline of this self-care fail. Lauren Mishcon, victim of her own success. That's it. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was feeling quite inspired by your evening primrose oil regular taking, and I thought, yeah, I really need to get back onto that. So for the last two months, I've been every day I've been taking two evening primrose oil with starflower capsules, and the week I know that my period's coming, I sort of up it. So I've really oh, got quite a lot a in my idea. system. Yeah, so you can take one to two capsules. So yeah. I take one normally and then the week before I, I up it. Anyway, the you know, the month is trucking on and my cycle is sometimes three, four days either side of 27 days. So, but I have a very, very good clue of when it's coming because, you know, there's PMT and there's insomnia and there's a headache the night before and there's a bit of a sugar craving and there's a bit of spotting and, you know, general misery where you know it's coming. <laughs> so I wake up on Sunday morning thinking, oh, oh, it's a bit wet. Why is everything a bit wet? Realize my bed is just covered in blood. So the oh. evening primrose oil worked so <gasps> well, no. so well, that I just had absolutely no idea that it was coming. Like none. What? <laughs> <laughs> then had to wash, boil, wash have, my sheet, <laughs> my duvet, my mattress protector. Like, how and also bear in mind, my dryer is no still broken. Idea. So, no idea. Honestly. So that's why I'm saying I'm a victim of my own success. You're 43. If you know that between either side of 27 days, I mean, you do, do you normally think, oh, surely my period's coming. Yes, I do normally think that. That's what I'm saying to you. I did also get my period this month and think, oh, I wasn't expecting you. Hello. I wasn't surprised it had arrived because it was around that sort of time. But normally I would be very well prepared and I would know. Oh, my period's coming in the morning. No clue. This stuff is working so well for yes, me. It is, Amy. It is. I can't recommend it enough. Game changer. And you get your period and it's like, boom, you're in. Well, not normally. Normally there's, you know, a couple of days of spotting yeah. misery. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, this was just like, good morning. <laughs> Strip your bed. <laughs> I have arrived. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So I I am going to definitely um, recommend Evening Primrose Oil with Starflower Capsules to anyone, anyone and everyone who is still of menstruating age. Good. Anyway, good. We, 
we are going to we are going to take a short break and we'll see you back here for our wellness news flash This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This week at Sukarnov. On WrestleMe, Mark Haynes has been telling me about the world's tiniest man. So. Like, you wouldn't remember that guy <laughs> coming in. Flobbing in. Like, it's a big pancake. A massive sort of soft biscuit. <laughs> Are you sure he's six inches? Do you remember him? Do I remember him? Do I? <laughs> right, then he isn't six inches He's tall. got a very unique body. <laughs> you can also join me on the Luke and Pete show where me and Luke have been trying to come up with excuses for our poor hairstyle choices. Now, more than any other era of my life, I care less and less about what other people think. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I think we're at the time of life where we've probably got more disposable income than we had 10 years ago, and we don't give a shit about what anybody thinks, and that's how midlife crises begin. I buy the stupid thing. I've got a scooter now. I'm wearing a ponytail. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. I'm going to apologise now because there is someone mowing something outside my house and this is the joys of lockdown and not being in a studio. And if it's been coming through the show, then I don't know what he's mowing or what he's sawing. I'm surprised there are any trees left outside my house. He's been going for hours, this guy. So apologies if it's disruptive. This is the reality of at-home recording. Yep. It's just how it is right now. It's just how it is. Get us back to the studio. ASAP. Wellness News Flash. Right, you are bringing me a wellness news flash today. I am. am excited to hear it. I don't know what I don't know what it is. So I'm I'm ready. It's courtesy of Poosh. And Poosh? Poosh. And it is a whole resource that we have not been tapping into. It's Pray tell. What is Poosh? Courtney Kardashian's version of Goop. Is the easiest way of putting it. Her lifestyle brand, her lifestyle website. Which one is Courtney? It could be Chloe. It's definitely okay. not here. <laughs> I think 
it's Courtney. Courtney's the one that was that's got. I think she's got three kids. She might have had more. I don't know. I'm not really up on the Kardashians. As she was with. It's that not Kylie. Scott Disick for years. Okay, that's not giving me any more info. Anyway, she's a Kardashian, but she's not Kim. Okay, Poosh. yeah. And she owns this lifestyle wellness brand called Poosh. So, and I found it on there. Okay. And it's called Tongue yeah. Therapy. Tongue Therapy. Ooh. Yes, Tongue Therapy is a thing. Right. The formal name is Myofunctional Therapy. Whether you're not sleeping well, snoring, or a mouth breather, almost anyone can benefit from these exercises. Oh, it is Courtney. Court... Yes, it says on the website, started working with mm. the team at the Breathe Institute to help relax her neck muscles by strengthening her tongue. Sounds a little bizarre, we know, but if you think about it, your tongue is an incredibly strong muscle and the more you can control and relax it, the better airway health you will have. What's airway health? It's like breathing in and... Well, it... Airway health, breathing, yeah. <laughs> Ahead, so it's like when um, Ariana Huffington said, "Appropriate sleep attire, just yeah. say pajamas." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, what is myofunctional therapy? In a nutshell, it's orofacial myofunctional therapy is a way to optimize the resting position of your tongue, and it has a lot to do with addressing breathing habits. So what's the ideal tongue position, I hear you ask, Lauren? The entire tongue resting easily against the roof of the mouth with the tip of the tongue just behind the front teeth. Is everybody doing this now? I hope so. This I'm totally doing that. So am I. It's hard to read under it. This mm. ideal tongue position naturally enforce, enforces healthy nasal breathing. Take a minute and concentrate on how you are breathing throughout the day. Orofacial myofunctional therapy is a therapeutic program similar to physical therapy. It helps to retrain poor oral habits from nail biting to mouth breathing and more, it says in brackets. The ultimate goal of therapy is to establish strength, coordination and mobility in the muscles of the face in order to optimize breathing, chewing, swallowing and speaking functions. Speaking functions, also known as talking. As therapists, <laughs> we accomplish this by teaching individuals how to engage those muscles most appropriately. It's really all about restoring normal function. We teach exercises for breathing and for the muscles of the mouth and face. The power of the therapy comes from understanding that we are teaching our patients what they should be doing naturally and innately from the day they are born, breathing through the nose and resting the tongue on the palate. I mm. mean, are people just making okay. stuff up now? Is that what's going on? I think maybe just Courtney has got a lot of time and a lot of money to be spending on things like this. But maybe she's a snorer. Maybe she's a mouth breather. Obviously, it, it's a problem for her in whatever capacity. So I'm, I'm glad she's getting help. <laughs> Would you like to do tongue therapy on the show? Definitely. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I've never really thought about my breathing, but, but then I guess like if you've got sinus issues, it probably helps stuff like that, doesn't it? Who the hell knows? Oh, well, I think we're going to have to try it. Just a reminder that book club is still running every month. And this month we are reading Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free by Nancy Levin. And we are going to be speaking to Nancy at the end of the month with a special bonus authors special episode. <laughs> What did I just say? You Bonus, special, authors, special, special, <laughs> a very special, special. Bonus, special, author, special. 
<laughs> we've got a special author special especially for you <laughs> for you <laughs> you me and special nancy <laughs> <laughs> and we will all be special together that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> i'm feeling like it is today right should we get on with what we've been doing for our own self-care lauren apart from failing what have you been doing well, a lot of uh, sheet washing and then drying it out in the garden like it's the 1950s. So that's been fun. So self-care, what's going on? Right. I watched um, the Roman Kemp documentary, Our Silent Emergency, this week, which I thought was incredibly brave, courageous, raw. I really admire him for how open and honest he was on this program. You know, he's a young guy. He's very much in the public eye. I think it's very brave of someone of his age to come out and say they've got problems with their mental health and to confess to uh, taking antidepressants and that he's been on them for a long time. And I really admire what he did in that documentary. So that was it was an important watch, actually. I haven't seen it yet. And I, and I was going to sit and watch it last night, but I just... <sighs> I didn't. It's heavy, isn't it? It's heavy going. It's it, it's it's heavy and it's you know it was it was sparked because his best friend who also happened to be the producer of the Capital Breakfast show took his own life and Roman had no idea that this guy was even suffering in any way and you know it's a it's a documentary through really his grief and an exploration into young men's mental health which is is a huge topic so that was that um, line of duty has returned. Sunday nights have never felt so good. I mean, it's it's just the stuff of dreams. What's funny about you and this segment is that whenever I ask you what you've been doing for yourself, care, you just list off all the TV that you've been watching. Yeah, that's that's my self care. Is it a way that you switch off? Yes, it's utter escapism from the monotonous monotony of the endless, endless lockdown that's never ending ever. And obviously, as I've just said, my evening primrose oil, I'm, I'm definitely going to carry on with that indefinitely because although it was a bit of a fail, it's definitely doing the job that it's meant to do. I'm really pleased. Tell me what's going on for you with your self-care this week. Well, I fell off the plant-based wagon on Friday night mm -hmm. because I made roast beef and I really wanted some. Um, mm -hmm. And that's fine. I'm just trying to keep it very balanced. I'm trying to keep my diet 95% plant-based. So if I eat the odd meat or fish meal, then I'm that's fine by me. Um, I'm doing it for health reasons. Mm -hmm. So as long as most of my diet is made up of fruits and veg. I'm happy. Um, I went to the gynae yesterday and had all my womanly bits and bobs checked out, Lauren. Um, and he even said... Good. I'm so happy to hear that. I know you are. You even asked me how my vagina was yesterday. I mean, I don't have any other friend in my life that I would did. ask me those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as I picked up the phone, how's your vagina? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for caring about my vagina. My vagina is in good nick. Apparently I have ovaries of a 34-year-old. The scanner told me. Well, I was very pleased to hear that. Ooh, self-care club baby. <laughs> Forget it. So, um, and that's my self-care. Any podcast recommendations this week? I haven't listened to anything new. Still listening to my usual ones. What about you? 
Yeah, I actually listened to a completely new one. Um, You're so funny. You are so funny. Why? Because you because you claim why? because you claim that you don't listen to podcasts, and you do listen to podcasts because you listen to more podcasts than I do. Yeah, but I get to them via weird sources. Does so that mean? Does that mean you don't is, listen to them? No, but I don't. I mean, I come to them via other means. So, one of the most clicked on New York Times articles, this is of all time, um, is an essay by Alan de Botton, the author, called Why You Will Marry the Wrong Person. And apparently, since lockdown, this, this article has had this like second wave. And all the themes in this article are explored in um, a podcast uh, called On Being. And this particular episode is called The True Hard Work of Love and Relationships. And it's a podcast hosted by Krista Tippett. And in it, she has a chat to Alan de Botton about all romantic expectations and long-term relationships. And it's just very wise and heartwarming. And he is very eloquent. And I just really like the stuff that he has to say. You know, he said, love is a painful, poignant, touching attempt by two flawed individuals to try and meet each other's needs in situations of gross uncertainty and ignorance about who they are and who the other person is. But we're going to do our best. <laughs> it's just very realistic. And yeah. Wow. That sums it up. You know, I really, I really liked what he had to say. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting, a really interesting episode. Well, thanks for that. Um, can you now openly admit that you do listen to podcasts? I do listen to podcasts. I'm not a podcast denier. You are. <laughs> Actually, you are. You're now, <laughs> you're now a, a denier of being a podcast denier. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what's coming up on next week's show? Oh, next week, we are trying out something that we've been talking about for a long, long time. We are going to be doing the law of attraction or manifesting, whatever you want to call it. But that is what is going on next week. Can't wait for that. Thanks for listening today. Um, if you want to be in touch, you can email us hello at selfcareclub.co.uk. We are going to be back on Tuesday with our main show. And please, if you love the show, why don't you go and write us a lovely review at Apple because that really helps us to keep growing. Um, stay safe, stay well, and we will speak with you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. The Motherkind Podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident, and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment, and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Kind.